0: It was beautiful. Before we open his life giving word, we just want to give an opportunity. If anyone has any greetings for the church, any announcements, now would be the time. <clears throat> Please do take our love and greetings to her. That's being prayer for our sister as things are getting very difficult. Thank you so much for those greetings also. And please take our greetings back to Richmond Hill and to the to your family. There's no further greetings. Um, a few um, and more announcements. Um, this uh, rep- repetition for this morning. Our collection this month is uh, earmarked for the Papua New Guinea church for the Bible school, so we're really blessed for a church that has tens of thousands of believers, and there's hundreds of um, churches, 800, I believe, and so we need to raise up godly uh, families, men and women, who can uh, be in a position to lead those churches, and that's the point of the Bible school, so we support that as ACC and BC to build buildings there and to uh, support uh, with bursaries, the families learning to, to um, um, serve the Lord. Uh, this uh, Wednesday, we're looking forward to having a guest uh, 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 leader of our Bible study, Brother Silas Baranca. So welcome everyone to come. Um, next week, we had said was going to be a brother's meeting, but uh, we've delayed that now. We have a number of people who have conflicts next Sunday. So we're moving it to March 10th. So we're going to have a brothers' meeting on the Sunday of March 10th. Now, on March 3rd, the week before, we're planning to have a family night. I think you remember we did this last year. So it'll be uh, next, Oh no, that's in two weeks, I believe. So March 3rd, we're going to have it in the afternoon. place of the afternoon service. We'll have a inspiration hour. We'd like to have probably a potluck for lunch, the Details are still to be finalized, and then have a meal also uh, for for supper, and then we're hosting area sing that week, so it'll be a, a full day, March third. So you want to maybe plan ahead for that. <clears throat> we're invited on the f- couple weeks later, the March sixteenth, seventeenth, to Ancaster. They're having their instrumental praise. There'll be more details in the church announcements. Those of you who know um, Sister Julie Baltzer, that was Tony Baltzer's wife, she passed away this past Thursday. So the tomorrow, there's going to be the visitation from four to seven in the Henry Walser Funeral Home. And then following day on Tuesday from 9.30 to 10.15, uh, there'll be visitation then the funeral service off at 10.30, followed by the internment. Um, and finally, we want to really thank everyone who was made uh, last week such a blessing, uh, there was a lot of effort put in from many uh, to, to make the, such a large event go smoothly and we really appreciate it. and may God have all the glory. Let's turn to the Lord in prayer. <clears throat> Lord God, we are indeed blessed that you are our God and we are your people the sheep of your pasture, that we can say that, that you are our shepherd and we shall not be in need. Father, we just thank you, Lord, for this afternoon that by the still waters and green pastures that you would feed our souls, that you would nurture us, that you would help us to grow into the image of your Son, Jesus Christ. We pray that your Spirit would be free to work in spite of the weakness of your servant, and Lord, that you would be able to free to work in the hearts of everyone here, that we can put aside our distractedness, our tiredness, and we could let your spirit sh- shape us. We pray for your name to be glorified. In Jesus' name, amen. I'd like to invite everyone to turn with me to the... Uh, Epistle of Paul to the Philippians, chapter two. Um, last time we meditated on chapter one, and I'd like to read uh, first twelve verses here. Uh, in, in verse, first uh, verse, verse eleven verses of chap- chapter two. <clears throat> if there be Therefore, any consolation in Christ, if any comfort of love, if any fellowship of the Spirit, if any bowels and mercies, fulfill ye my joy that ye be like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord of one mind. Let nothing be done through strife or vain glory, but in lowliness of mind let each esteem other better than themselves." Look not every man on his own things, but every man also on the things of others. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who, being in the form of God, thought it not Robert to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men." If there be any consolation in Christ. This past, uh, yesterday, uh, there was a, a coworker of mine. He was asking, um, all of a sudden, he had an interest in religion. He was never a very religious person. He was wondering, what, what's the impact of Christ on, on the world, on civilization? And uh, there are many you know, that I could elaborate with him. But one of them is the idea that Christ cared for even the most despised, the weakest, the most distant, that he loved each one without reservation, that there was consolation, that there was love, there was a comfort of love, bowels, we heard a little bit from our brother Rick uh, that this, this part of the body that uh, maybe has been disregarded as pure plumbing actually is essential to the health even of our, our brains and, and our whole bodies. And in scriptural, you know, uh, the, the Greek and the idea there that this was the center of your feelings, your emotions were in your bowels, and you certainly... You know, you, your bowels are affected very much by your feelings, but is, does Jesus have, does Jesus care? Is there feelings in Jesus? And we can see from um, the, the the despised uh, betrayer of his fellow men, the publican, the tax collector, who became his disciple. And, you know, we see in the, um, you know, the woman out of whom seven demons were cast, became one of his closest followers who was the first to see him resurrected. And, and on and on, Jesus went out of his way to the demoniac across the sea in the pagan lands and rescued him and so on. He did. He was one who definitely cared and cared without necessarily just who he was connected to or who would benefit him, but rather it was driven out of love. So Paul's saying, if you see that in Christ, then fulfill, and and again, Paul is, is being very paternal, very, he has a relationship with those in Philippi. He says, you would make me joyful. You would really bring joy to me as your father if I could see that you, the people in Philippi, would have the same mind and the same love as Jesus. That's the goal. And that you could be in one accord, you could be uh, agreed and harmonious and of one mind. Let nothing be done through strife or vainglory, but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem other better than themselves. Let nothing be done through strife or vainglory, but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem other better than themselves. Is that true in the church? Reading a little bit of history. History. And uh, sadly, people were convinced they were being biblical, they were doing the right thing, but there was definitely some strife and vainglory in their attitude. And we can be convinced in our, you know, whatever difference of opinion we have with people, that we're in the right. But what is the spirit in which we're communicating that. Vainglory. Ego. Me being puffed up in my own sense of who I am. The alternative, in lowliness of mind, God wants us to esteem the other better than myself. That is like 100% against you know what the world is teaching you you need self-esteem you need to to think of yourself as as worthwhile and 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 look out for number 1 and that's not what Jesus is teaching here esteem other better than yourself i forget exactly who said it but the saying goes that humility is not thinking less of yourself is not thinking less of yourself. It's thinking of yourself less. A lot of people, when they think, oh, I'm humble, and I'm depressed, and woe is me, and who are they thinking about? They're thinking about themselves. Even in their humility, they're thinking about themselves. Right? Whereas what Jesus is looking for is for us to think of the others and think of each other this is really one of the one anothers it's parallels with with Romans where it says in honor preferring one another right and here it's saying esteeming each other esteeming other better than ourselves how do you do that what does that mean So, let's break it down and be practical. How can you esteem your brother and sister and friend better than yourself? You need to, first of all, pray for one another. We're to pray for enemies, but as we pray for our brothers and sisters... When you pray for someone, in fact, that's why Jesus told us to pray for our enemies, we start to appreciate them. We start to see them through God's eyes. And the reason why we don't have to focus on self-esteem is because we see ourselves through God's eyes. The reason why the world says, you've got to build yourself up because you've got nothing else. But the vanity of your own puffed up mind and your comparison with other people to say oh at least I'm better than that person and look at the good thing I can do here and 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 in your comparisons and in your self-esteem building which you're doing by stepping on others you start to feel like I'm worth something but the biblical model is that because Jesus loves me and died for me, and gave himself so completely, I am worth, I am the image bearer of God. He created me in his image. I have intrinsic value that no one can take away with me, whether I fail the math exam, or whether I make a complete social uh, uh, fool of myself, or whether I lose my job, or whatever, doesn't take away, these externals don't take away from who I am in Christ. So my esteem is not self-esteem, It's God-esteem. And when I can esteem you as also the image-bearer of Christ, as also created for his glory, as also given unique gifts and abilities that are different than mine. And so if you're going to esteem the other, you're going to look for the qualities in the other that you don't have and maybe even that you can learn from. I, I remember the arrogance that I had as thinking, well, look, I've got a sharp brain, and look, I can remember things. I must be, you know, the, the, better than others, and, and God had to show me how a fool I am, how, how, um, how weak that is compared to, to brothers who are faithful, under fire, who are true, who are of integrity, who have things of great worth that may not be polished, that may not show up on the shiny uh, um, um, index of this world's esteem meters, but are of great value that I can learn so much from. And so for each of us, we shouldn't feel so insecure in our relationship with God that we can't look to others and say, wow, I can learn so much from that person. I am blessed by knowing and and, uh, being inspired by and even having the humility and the lowliness of mind to approach and say, can you show me, teach me, how did you learn how to do that? If we steam one another... We do not ascribe motives. When the Bible speaks about judging, yea, judge not my own self in 1 Corinthians 4. Um, you know, judging is when I say not only if I see what you're doing is wrong, I have a scriptural obligation to, to, to speak to you in love about that, to try to gain you. But if I think, I think I know why you're doing that and I assume I know your motives, then I think I'm God. Then I think I, I, I can see into your heart, which I cannot, which is why Matthew 18 says, go and speak to him alone rather than assume I know why he did that and let me talk to my 10 best friends. No, or even even the negative thought patterns that we can have one of each other the the internal conversation god says do not have those negative thoughts where we're critical of one another where we're looking not for what can i learn what can this does this person inspire me but where can where am i better than this person what is this person doing wrong how does me looking at him make me feel better in this in in this insecure self-esteem model versus the secure in Christ, esteem one another, higher model. Do you see the difference? The complete opposite. One is destructive. One is every man for himself. One is I need to tear you down to build me up. The other is we can build each other up and we can be stronger as we apply the spirit of Christ. Look not every man on his own things, but every man also on the things of others. Am I looking, when I make my decisions, how my decisions impact other people as well? Am I caring about the people around me? Some people... Might distort this into a nosiness, into a busybodiness of so those who, who uh, uh, Thessalonians say, be don't be like them. They are they're spending all their time sticking their nose in other people's business. That's not what this is talking about. This is talking about seeing people's needs, being willing. To make sacrifices with their needs. How do I know that? Because what's the flow here? Let this mind be in you. We're to be in one mind. That doesn't mean, okay, we all got to get together and we're like a jury. We won't let you out of this room until you agree on something. No, our goal isn't just to have some forced compromise that we all agree on the same thing. Our goal is to have one mind, the mind of Christ. And what was this mind of Christ? Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. He who, we read in John, was God and was in the beginning with God. He who was, uh, it wasn't something to be grasped at for him to be equal with God. He was God. He was there in the beginning and all things were created through him. And without him was nothing made that was not made. If you want to see the glory of Christ, read Colossians. The first chapter, you know, expands on just who Jesus was and how amazing he is. But yet, despite having that great glory and preeminence, he, Jesus, didn't make himself of any reputation. He wasn't so insecure of, of, of needing this to make himself feel he was worthy. He was willing to take off all of the privilege, the power, the authority, the adjuration of the angelic reign and take on him the form of a servant. And he was made like you and I. And being found in, in the fashion of man, he humbled himself and became obedient even to death, the death of the cross, the worst, most cruel form of sh- a shameful death that was invented at that time. That was his choice. Why? Why did Jesus give up glory and choose to identify with you, not only identify with you, but the worst part of me and take that all the way to the cross to serve me, to go below me, to pay the price for me and the horrible things and the choices I've made? Why? Because there is comfort of love, there is the fellowship of the Spirit, there is mercy, there is, there is a heart that cares more about me than his own comfort and security. And if I want to have the mind of Christ, I need to put an esteem and be willing to sacrifice for others. Not rally to the, the wagons and put up the walls and, 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 and hide behind walls. Jesus didn't do that. He, he didn't have to put up walls. He was God. But he came down and identified and even served and was rejected by the very ones he created. But that is what God honors. What is God the Father going to do with that? God took him from that most lowest position of being the servant and taking on the most vilest of our crimes. And he exalts him and gives him a name above all names, that the name of Jesus not every not only every human but every supernatural being every being in heaven every being in hell every being is going to fall on their knees at the at at, at when he appears and confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father we know that that day is coming he came as a babe, as a servant, in a manger. But he's coming again through the clouds, as we heard. As Brother Arnold was sharing that every time he looks up at at those clouds, he's thinking, one day those are going to split apart, and Jesus is going to appear, and everyone is going to fall on their knees. They're going to actually ask for the, the mountains and the rocks to fall on them, to hide from the face. OF THAT COMING KING. AND I WANT TO SAY, I WANT TO BE ABLE TO SAY, EVEN SO, COME, LORD JESUS. DON'T YOU? I WANT TO SAY, PLEASE. I HESITATE. I HESITATE BECAUSE I KNOW THERE'S THE ONES I LOVE WHO WILL BE FALLING DOWN NOT JUST IN WORSHIP, BUT IN FEAR AND TERROR. BECAUSE THEY HAVE NOT CHOSEN To identify with Christ while he was a lamb. And now have to meet him as the lion. May the Lord bless his word. Who is equal with God, was God. Humbling himself down below the lowest of men. Becoming the servant of all. And there may be some who say, well, I don't want to be a servant. I'm not inspired by those who grovel, by those who are weak. I'm inspired by those who are great and beautiful. Jesus is great. Jesus is the ultimate He's the one we all creation will worship because he did not come and grovel in fear of man. His servant, servitude was not one based of fear, one based of love. And throughout Scripture, the principle here expanded through 11 verses is often summarized if you want to be great, in God's kingdom, learn to be the servant of all. Humble yourself before the mighty hand of God, and he shall lift you up. And over and over again, the way up is down. And there, the glory that we seek is not the glory of men. The servitude we do is not out of fear of man. It is out of fear of God and love. We love because he first loved us. We have been loved. And as we identify with the most glorious of all, God himself made manifest in the flesh, we ourselves become glorious like him. Be inspired. Choose to serve because he first loved us. May may his example of love and esteeming and seeing Jesus didn't esteem us as being greater than he is. He esteemed us as worthy of him sacrificing for. And so we also can esteem each other as worthy of our sacrifice, that their time and energy and opinions are are more important than maybe my own time and energy and opinions and, 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 and money and, and all those things, that we can invest in one another. And this, this body, if we put these principles into practice, will be the most glorious. Who would not want to be a part of such a beautiful thing that God has created? With that, we would conclude this afternoon's service.